online outrage and how this can actually be a good thing. Uh, it can benefit brands that take a strong stance on social issues. Has this always been the case? Is this a new phenomenon? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's the Assistant Professor of Marketing at Trent University, Dr. Saeed Kermani. Dr. Kermani, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Hi, Chelsea. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm curious why you wanted to study this. Why did you want to take a look at brands and when they take strong stances on social issues, either being beneficial or not? Yeah, um, so it really started from I was doing my PhD at York University, and I was trying to figure out what I want to study. And uh, one of the first things I saw was this Nike advertisement with Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. So this was in 2018. Uh, where Nike came with an ad uh, that supported Kaepernick. Uh, they featured him in the advertisement. Um, so Kaepernick, the NFL athlete who kneeled uh, during the American anthem uh, to protest police brutality. And um, so when they did this, they faced a lot of backlash, a lot of online outrage. Uh, consumers who thought that Kaepernick's stance was unpatriotic because he wasn't standing for the American anthem, they went as far as even burning their own Nike products and posting on social media. And so it led to a lot of backlash and um, some analysts said that this is gonna be really bad. These boycotts are gonna be bad for the brand, the stock dropped. But what ended up happening the year after was that sales increased dramatically. Um, and they said that Nike made 6 billion extra in sales that year, partly attributed to this ad. Yeah, so a lot of money. And so I was paying attention to these conversations and I realized uh, a lot of people that were supporting Nike, it wasn't just because they were they loved Nike from before, they were existing Nike loyalists. It was because they were responding to the backlash. And so a lot of people were saying, I usually don't support Nike, but because of this backlash and this online outrage, I'm going to go purchase some Nikes today. And so this became really fascinating. It was kind of counterintuitive to what we think of online outrage and how it might hurt brands. And... Uh, that's essentially how it started. It's so interesting when you really think about it because, I mean, you you see sometimes a brand taking a stance like this and you think, oh, that might be risky. But in the case of Nike, like you mentioned, it's, it's certainly worth a $6 billion risk. Are there certain issues or certain circumstances where a company would be better served to take a strong stance? I mean, is there a line that you just don't want to ever cross as a company? Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely a complex strategy. Um, a company like Nike probably does a lot of research. Uh, they really analyze in depth what's happening. And so there's a couple of factors that uh, we're able to identify. One is who are your pre-existing uh, customers? So that's one thing. Are they aligned with the values that you're attempting to promote? Or is there a more heterogeneous base of customers where they have different values? Uh, another aspect that's important is how do you promote it, right? Do you do it in a more authentic and um, genuine way, or is it more we're only doing this because we want to make a lot of money? So the way you do it is important. Is it aligned with who you are as a brand, right? So Nike is a brand that supports athletes, so having Kaepernick made a lot of sense. So that alignment is important. Um, I think also the timing of uh, when you promote these ads are also very important. So I, um, I want to clarify something yeah. that you're describing. Then are, are we talking yeah. about brands when you know when they're doing this research? Obviously, that they're going to conduct before doing something like this, before rolling out some big ad campaign that's going to take a strong stance. Do they sort of know exactly who they're talking to in the sense that they're pandering to a base that already exists? I mean, is this actually an authentic stance, or is this just another calculated marketing move? 
Uh, that's a good, good question. Um, I think there, uh, every marketing move needs to be calculated, hmm. but at the same time, it's figuring out marketers in some ways are uh, sociologists or psychologists. They're trying to figure out, okay, what is happening in society right now? What are the cultural trends and where's the movement heading towards? And so um, Nike basically timed that correctly where they saw maybe there's a shift and there's a large enough consumer base that would support their values that they're promoting. Because if it was the opposite, then it wouldn't have made a lot of sense. And uh, they probably wouldn't have people purchasing more of their products. So I think that's that's one element. And then in terms of the authenticity, um, uh, again, it's, uh, so consumers are smart. They can detect to a certain extent whether someone's being inauthentic. Uh, with social media, you could figure out other things the brand has done. So are they consistently supporting this issue or is it just this one-off thing where they just want to take advantage of the movement that's happening and they want to just gain profit? So I think there's uh, that element as well where you can't just assume that by promoting a value, it's definitely going to work. You have to consistently be supporting that issue as well. Well, sure. And that's obviously when you could then see a, a huge backlash and you could skewer your company, which I'm sure that there's lots of research to suggest that that's taken place too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's that element as well. Uh, there's been research that suggests that if uh, you're, yeah, exactly. So if uh, if you're a brand that's just kind of jumping on a bandwagon, there's a social issue, um, and you're just jumping on it for the sake of jumping on that issue. So uh, we saw with the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening, a lot of brands came out and posted the black squares on Instagram. And so there was backlash towards that because people came and drew out uh, the history of France and they said, oh, you haven't actually supported this issue in the past, so it's clear that you're doing this in an inauthentic way. Right. You know, you write in your article that there actually could be um, some some good implications, at least when it comes to moving society forward, and that brands can incite social change by taking a stance. I mean, there's more here at stake than just trying to make money, isn't there? Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, what I always like to mention is brands are for profit. There's no doubt about that. But we also looked at, is there a chance that this could bring about positive change? And so we know from theories that uh, in order to create positive social change, we need a large enough consensus of society to support that change. And one way to reach that mass consensus is for uh, large cultural institutions, for example, brands, laws, all these things coming together um, and promoting that change. And so when a brand does this, it could raise more awareness. Um, it could get people to support that issue more. Uh, brands could donate towards these causes. Um, they could create, so with Nike, they support a lot of Kaepernick's uh, social charities, essentially. And so by doing this, they could create that social consensus or that change in society, right? Um, so there is that potential benefit, uh, despite the, the profit-seeking motive as well that's involved. Where do you hope that this research of yours goes? Um, so I think the first point of it was to show that, uh, so we look at outrage always as negative online outrage, and um, there's a lot of instances where it could lead to, to detrimental effects for society, and maybe even this. Uh, but it was to show that for brands, when you're taking stances, um, maybe if you do it in the right way, uh, the outrage might not be as negative as you may think. Um, it could actually have positive implications for brands, uh, but it could also apply to other issues, right? So if we look at uh, nonprofit organizations, they could be attacked for supporting an issue that is uh, trying to promote positive social change. Hmm. And so even in that instance, you could capitalize off that and maybe use that as a means to draw empathy from others or get other consumers who are aligned with your values uh, to support your, your institution. Uh, politicians also use a similar strategy as well. So 
again, I don't know exactly how my research will be used in society, but uh, it could be used for good. It could be used for bad. So hopefully mm-hmm. for good. It's, it's, so. So, Dr. Kermani, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon to explain it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Of course. That's Dr. Saeed Kermani, Assistant Professor of Marketing at Trent University, talking about brands and how they can benefit when they take a strong stance on social issues, especially polarizing ones.